Happy birthday, Cypress Creek Church. 30 years young. We got a ways to grow, and I wonder if you can think of one word that describes Cypress Creek Church to you personally. I'd love to capture that and then share that with us because no matter how long we've been here, whether we've been here since 1993 or this is our first day at Cypress Creek Church, we play a part of what God is doing here. And so one more thing, that guide, ccc.guide, if you look at that uh, website, you'll see a place where you can put your word or three words, whatever you want to say, and, and share what does Cypress Creek Church mean to you. When we celebrate birthdays at our house with our four little ones, I learned this from some of you going to your birthday parties. We affirm our kids and we speak words of life over them. And so I think it's fitting on the 30th birthday of our church to share some life giving words. If you need ideas of what they are here, here's what our leadership team said. We asked on Tuesday morning, we spotlighted the church and, and we said home, life, empowering, prayer, healing, acceptance, authentic, safe, trustworthy, healthy, biblical, community, consistent, imperfect people, dynamic, family, loving, providential, journey, free, life, changing. Whether again, this is your first time at Cypress Creek Church, or you've been here every single day for or every single Sunday since uh, for 30 years, we all get to play a part of what God is doing here. If that's you, if you're visiting, I want to introduce myself. My name is Jose, and I have the honor of serving as a lead pastor here, and we say that we are a group of imperfect people that are doing our best to follow the only perfect one, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's been the case for how long now? 30 years. Unreal. We're going to look back today. We're going to go back to the beginning. We got some videos. I'm going to have Rob welcome, uh, join me here on stage. We'll have some fun chatting about those early days. And, and then we're going to close by looking forward. Everybody okay with that? All right. It's pretty fun. But what is the church? What is the church? You ask different people, you'll get different answers. Some people say that it's uh, just this building where people come together on Sunday morning, sing some good songs, hear an okay message, and then go about their week. Other people say that it's a, it's a hospital. It's where people who are sick, sick emotionally, relationally, mentally, physically come to seek healing. Other people say that it's kind of like a country club. It's where you come hang out with your friends. Other people say that it's just a really good organization that exists in every community, a school perhaps, where you come to learn about God. Here's what Jesus says. Two times in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says the word ecclesia. And ecclesia is not a building. Ecclesia is an assembly of People. Many times, the Apostle Paul says to the church, he's not speaking about one building. He's talking to the people of God in that area. We are one local church. We're an expression, a small expression here locally of a larger capital C church here 
on earth. And man, we get to celebrate what he has done through this incredible group for 30 days. Some say, again, it's an organization, but I want you to hear this. It's not an organization. It's an organism. The church is alive. The church is growing. The church is getting healthier, hopefully, and the church is making an impact here on this planet. Jesus also said that the church is his bride. See, some outside of the church love to talk bad about the church and do this and that. Some some of us inside, we tend to sometimes complain about the church, but let us see the church the way Jesus does. His bride. I don't know about you, but if I hear of anyone talking bad about my wife, oof, right? What if we saw the church the way that Jesus saw the church with her imperfections yet as the bride of Christ? He loved her so much that he, Jesus, died for us, the church. Here at Cypress Creek Church, uh, we have these two words, Cypress and Creek. And so I was, as I was thinking about today, I, I, I thought about a cypress and, and creek. And here's a picture of my favorite cypress tree here in this area. I hope you have yours. And if you have a better one, please let me know. You can't see the creek, but the creek is on the other side. And what I love about it is, I don't know how old it is, but it's pretty old. It's definitely older than 30 years. And it's just continued to grow. But the secret is not in anything of the tree. The secret of its growth, it's its proximity from the creek. Now I want to read from Jeremiah 17 because it speaks to why, why we are still sitting here 30 years later. Jeremiah the prophet is contrasting the way of cursing to the way of blessing. Here's what he says about cursing. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from your flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will not be like a cypress tree. It'll be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in parched places of the desert. Time to go back out and send teams out to them. Uh, Speaking about going out, y'all gave and we sent out $102,583.20 outside of the walls of this church. Praise be to presents our local and our global ministry. And uh, we have a a highlight today. It's 2023, but this is an amazing highlight. You may have uh, seen our pastor, worship pastor, Joel Hernandez was not here today. And that is because he and his wife, Mallory, just gave birth to baby Hadley, the newest member of Cypress Creek Church. Pretty Amazing. You talk about a full circle birthday celebration. They they should have named her Cypress. Joel and Mallory, if you're all listening, maybe her middle name is not too late. Sign the birth certificate. I'm just kidding. Maybe not. Anyway, pray about it. So awesome what God is doing through us, through us. Let's look back. 1993. I was two years old. (laughs) Living in Mexico City. And, and y'all, some of y'all were, were here. 
And uh, in fact, I, I'd love to hear, I'd love to even for us to, to look around. This is an, uh, an okay time for us to look around. Uh, raise your hand if, if you were here in 1993. We got a couple, one, two, three, four, five. We had, we had about 15 or so at first at the nine o'clock, pretty awesome. Uh, raise your hand if you came, if you, you got connected to the Cypress Creek Church from 1994 to uh, 2003, 94 to 03. Raise your hand, look around. There you go. It's a good number of us. Okay, 94 to 03. What about 04 to 2012? 04 to 2012. Raise your hands. 04 to 2012. There we go. That was me. I started, I came then. Okay, what about 13 to 20? I'm doing this on purpose. 13 to 20. Nice. What about 2020 through today? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. God's, God's doing something. God's doing something. All right, 1994, 1993, sorry. Um, 1993, a, a woman by the name of M.F. Johnson married to Bill Johnson. If you've been around, you know the Johnsons. They played a significant part of our church uh, history and a significant part of this community's history. Uh, we caught MF on film a couple years back. She graduated to heaven last year, and she shared about those early days. And so we'll watch this video, and then I'll call Rob here on stage. Let's roll the clip. He had a meeting at his house one night. You heard about it. I said to him, why are you in Wimberley? Why did you name the church Cypress Creek Church? He said, I didn't. It didn't take us long to outgrow Rob and Susan's living room. Soon we found an old storefront that we released and renovated into our meeting room. We were first in, in an office closet. Then the office was made available to us. And I think the price may have been right. But anyway, it was so amazing to start out that way. We grew so much during that time. We started multiplying our, growing our, our community groups, multiplying them. Our family was growing. And those were just such good, good memories and highlights of how we learned how to do Cypress Creek Church cell churches. Uh, my beginning at CCC was significant for me. I remember uh, being invited to, to go visit a church that was meeting in a gymnasium in Wimberley. And uh, we ended up where the cleaners now is, if you're familiar with that.
welcome pa founding pastor Rob Campbell. Thank you, Pastor. Rob, what were you thinking in 1993 that compelled you, inspired you to start Cyprus? I don't know. <laughs> Let me begin by just saying I want to make sure that I give the glory and the credit to God. I know that's cliched today, but it's, um, it's in my heart. And so when I don't articulate that well this morning, it's only because of my own humanness. But uh, this was really a God deal and certainly not a Rob deal at all. Uh, I'm, I'm just an ordinary guy, period. Uh, average guy at best. Not extraordinary or super special at all. And um, if you don't believe me, uh, if you ask my wife, <laughs> you ask my kiddos, there's one right here. Kaylee, where are you? Kaylee, back there somewhere? Kaylee's right over here. If you ask them, you know, they would tell you the, the same thing. If I you, said, if you ask them, I said, don't ask them. Okay. If you ask his grandkids, though, they'll yeah. tell you the, the real deal. Yeah. You, you're, you're famous. With, yeah, with my grandkids. grandkids love me still. Yeah, so... <laughs> So I, <clears throat> I was a youth pastor, and at age 27 years old, I was in it for 10 years. I really thought that I would go until I was 40 or so. I was perfectly content. I had no desire to start a church. If a 27 or 28-year-old came to me today and said, you know, God's leading me to start a church, I'd kind of scratch my head and go, hmm, yeah. So... It was odd that while I was at a youth pastor's conference at age 27 that I just had this spiritual inclination. I did not hear the voice of God, but it was a deep impression that God wanted me to begin a church in Wimberley, Texas. I was serving at Wimberley, in Wimberley at a different church at the time as youth pastor, so that's kind of odd, right? Small town Texas, starting a church in the same church or same town. I thought, you know, that's just, I don't know. And so I went to my wife, I'm a risk taker, she's not so much a risk taker. I just knew that once I shared that vision, so to speak, with Susan, she'd say, yeah, right, you had heartburn that night, we'll carry on with our <laughs> lives. I shared it with Susan, she prayed about it for a couple of weeks, we both prayed about it, and she said, you know, I think God wants us to do that. And I said, what? I went to some spiritual mentors in the area, certainly my senior pastor, my associate pastor at the time, and uh, it was like a green light. You really need to do this, Rob, which I was totally stunned and shocked. And um, so one thing led to the other, and uh, we began. And one of, one of the things I learned in that process was, you know, it's, it's very important to do things in the light and not in darkness, not in the shadows. And so everything I did in order to start the church, I wanted it to be done in the light. How you leave a ministry is how you enter into a new ministry. So I wanted to leave well, so I knew that Cypress Creek Church had a good foundation from the get-go. 
One of the verses, I don't recommend this strategy, by the way, but during the worship time at the Youth Pastors Conference, when I received this inclination to begin a church, one of the verses I was looking at, I just sat down, I started you know, flipping through the scriptures. Again, don't do that. It's not a good strategy, now okay? Now we just Google verses that that's has right. to do yeah, with that's whatever right. we're... Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I came upon Proverbs 29.1, and it said, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. And what I got from that was not so much about any leader I'd served with. That's not where I'm coming from. That was not the spiritual impression that I got. But it's just that when the righteous thrive, and then when they rule, rather, the people thrive. And man, just empower people for the work of service and just see what happens. So a few days after I arrived in Wimberley as a youth pastor in 1988, someone gave me a book called Where Do We Go From Here? And Where Do We Go From Here was written, from, uh, written by a guy named Ralph Neighbor, and it was about the cell church, how to do church differently than the program-based design church. Maybe some of you guys have read it, maybe you haven't, that's totally fine. But we don't call small group churches cell churches anymore because when we say cell church, we think terroristic cells, okay? So I want to invite you to my cell church, and people say, I'm good, all right? <laughs> so we call them small, small group churches today. Some people call them cell churches, God bless them, whatever. So I read this book, and I was like, wow, this is really an authentic, organic way to do church. Did you, did you hear what MF said about the early days? She said it was so natural. Now, years ago, MF invited me down to the creek. She wanted to talk to me about her memorial service, and so I said, oh boy, okay, I'll go. So we sat down by the creek, the other side of Blue Hole, the private side of Blue Hole, and she just uh, talked, and we were there for about an hour and a half. And so I came home, Susan knew my schedule for the day, and she said, well, what does is, what is MF you know, desire for her memorial service? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> because MF talks in MF style. Okay? And you're like, I'm not sure what she said, but I know it was really, really good. I feel better just being with her. But that's what this book was all about to me. It was just like an organic, natural way to do church instead of just merely a program-driven church. I witnessed the power of small groups early on. I noticed that my previous church where I served, that Sunday night attendance was dwindling. Very few Churches these days in America do the Sunday night thing anymore, but back in the day, they, they held on to those, you know, Sunday night services. Lord help us. So people would show up and people wouldn't show up. The youth, where I was, you know, the youth pastor, they showed up because I beat them in submission to come, and so they were there. But it was dwindling. So I said to my senior pastor, who really believed in me, and I respected him greatly. Some of you may know him in the community, Dr. Richard Cheatham. I said, Dr. Cheatham, why don't we give an alternative to people on Sunday morning? Why don't we start some small groups? He said, I love the idea. So we started small groups for the youth ministry, mom and dad and their young people. We started about 27 people. And about 18 months, we had 180 people in what we call Kononia groups, mm -hmm. all right? We saw baptisms, we saw miracles, we saw salvations, we saw healings. Mm. At that point, I was like, I'm in, <laughs> okay? I love this small group thing, I'm in. Why? Because when you empower the people to do the work of service, 
then amazing things happen. So with the blessing, I use that word uh, on purpose, with the blessing of my senior pastor, uh, we started, as you've seen, January 10th in 1993. We have some pictures to show those early days. That is an awesome sweater, Susan, that I think is back in style. And then those glasses, Rob, I'd love if you could let me, those glasses, they, they just look so cool. And that's my wife, little Taylor right there. It looks like, like our four-year-old now. And then uh, some really cool um, pictures of baptism. There's MF's husband, Bill, which the end of that story, Rob, is pretty cool. So MF passed at the young age of 96, a day or so right before her uh, birthday. And uh, we, I didn't know what her schedule of you know, memorial was. Remember this? And so I showed up, and uh, Rob didn't think that he was speaking, and I didn't know, so I showed up and I saw the program. He was first up to speak <laughs> on the program, so that was an amazing service right so there by that. Bill, Bill by was that the first, first person baptized at Cypress Creek Church. And then we have Ted Ball. Know their current situation, and you submit to the leadership of our local ministry partner. We saw God do many, many things through those ministry trips. It's really good. Looking back 30, it's pretty amazing. I'd love for you to share with us, what do you hope for the next 30 years? Yeah, when I am uh, an AARP member. Well, I mean, yeah, right. I, I'm using those because I, I want to respect your time and not ramble, so I hope I'm not rambling too much. So You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you for your affirmation. Um, what was the question? Next 30 years. <laughs> what Next do you hope years. for this body? Well, as soon as you got rid of me, things have been going really great around here. <laughs> yeah, never, I'll stay quiet. COVID yeah. was not great. Yeah. Well, I mean, e each year we have a, a theme or a focus. It's probably the magnet on your refrigerator. Some of you might remember it. And it, was, it said this, this is not about us. And matter of fact, we didn't get it right that year, so we repeated the theme the second year. This is not about us, part two, you know? So, but it's just very, very important that we not get internally focused, but we stay focused on the outside. And, you know, one of the stats that you saw, you, you, can, you can interpret this however you want to, and I, I, I get both sides of the coin here. You know, you can see a stat up there that says, uh, we gave $103,000 you know, away to local and global missions and, and think, well, you know, Pastor Jose just pat himself on the back. Well, Ports Earth Mission Asia, and you currently right now are providing health for the hidden. You're providing surgeries and health care to people in a country that some of you never even heard of. It's Burma, present-day Myanmar. And we can treat a patient for 13 U.S. dollars. That's uh, x-rays if needed. That's medicine. That's obviously the doctor's visit. We can do a surgery, right, doc? We can do a surgery uh, there in the jungle for 350 U.S. dollars. So, I mean, if you need a surgery, talk to me. We'll <laughs> get you hooked up. I mean, the... Plane trip will be a little pricey, but we'll get you hooked up, man. Good surgeons, good surgeons, all right? So I just relax, all right? 
So, as the church becomes internally focused versus externally focused, here are some things that are happening. I'm wrapping up. Relax, okay? <laughs> we forget it's really about the Great Commission, the Great Commandment. We forget that Jesus is the head of the church. Mm -hmm. We possess an apathetic attitude toward those who don't know Jesus. We major on the minors. We're critical of our spiritual leaders instead of praying and encouraging them. Mm. So my hope is that we'll stay externally focused. Mm -hmm. I read a book and the question, bottom line question in the book was if your church ceased to exist, would your community ever notice? And I give God glory that if Cypress Creek Church ever ceased to exist, that the community would. How would you rank or rate the spiritual health of Cypress Creek Church? I asked that from this stage years ago, that same question. And one of our community leaders answered out loud and said, terrible. That wasn't the answer I was looking for, but I appreciate his candor. So let's think about that. And then finally, never trust a preacher when he says finally, okay? Keep it real, amen? amen. Keep it real. Years ago, Ben Kiowski was on this stage and something happened with the worship team. The electric guitarist, you know, just, it, it didn't work, it sounded funky. Even I could recognize it sounded weird, you know? Like, that ain't right. Whatever that hat was, that ain't right. Now most worship pastors probably would just carry on, but you know Ben, he's our former worship pastor. If you know Ben, you know that he's not your normal worship pastor. He stopped. I'm sitting there, I thought, oh my gosh. And he says, that was terrible. Just like that. And I had somebody come to me and say, well, what'd you think, Pastor Rob, when Ben did that? And I said, I love it. Mm. I love it. Because we're imperfect people right. doing our best to follow a perfect Savior. Mm. I hope I've done an adequate job of giving credit and glory to God. Mm -hmm. That was my heart's intent and desire. I thank you for putting up with me and welcome to all the folks that I've never met personally. My name is Rob, and I love to build a relationship with you in the coming years. Finally, finally, I'd like to just say thank you. Because you're doing an awesome job. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you. He beat me to the punch. I said thank you at nine o'clock, and so he beat me to the punch, and he knew I was about to say thank you. I see what you did there. That was a good move. I do honor you, Rob, for your leadership and your culture, the culture of empowerment, more so for your obedience to Jesus all of those years. God uses through you and through us as we move on in this next chapter of the church's story. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, he, God, has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So we all have this 
gift. These are leadership positions that do this. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. It's not about Rob. It's not about me. It's not about the other pastors on staff. We all have a piece to play uh, as we build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be much of love as we pursue Jesus. If you didn't get one of these last week, I hope that on top of the breakfast taco and on top of the bouncy house fun and the conversation that, that you would take one and pray and say, God, what, wh where, where do I fit? Where do you want me to be? And, and you may be thinking of a position or a service area here in the church, and it very well may be one of those, but I can guarantee you it can be something completely different, a seasonal divine assignment. And as we all do our part, God makes the body grow healthy and full of love. Isn't that a beautiful picture of his ecclesia? His group of imperfect people as we follow the only perfect Savior. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if you watched the Jacksonville Jaguars game, but they came back. It was a crazy comeback, and they asked Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback, the leader of the team, they said, hey, why? Well, how, where did you get the strength? And he didn't point to his strengths or even his great comeback after throwing four interceptions. He said it took all of us. This was a team effort. He said these guys have sacrificed uh, too much. Guys around me made plays, catches, runs, blocks up front. It's everybody, and it's the same here at the church. We're like a football team. All play different positions, but we're here to win. Win what? We're here to win people to Jesus, and we're here to defeat the enemy who is out there, who is influencing our family. The church afterwards, we will uh, close in worship. If you need prayer today, please don't leave. There's a lot of fun, but if God is doing something in you, know that there will be people here and there that are uh, here to pray for you also in the gap. Let's uh, run this clip. Hi, uh, my name is Michaela Cruz, and this is my family, and we uh, started attending to Cypress Street Church in 2002. I'm Brent Tuttle, and this is my wife, Liz Tuttle, and we got connected to Cypress Street Church in 1998. Exxon and I got connected to Cypress Creek Church um, in two, it'll be exactly 20 years, April 27th, 2003. We got connected with Cypress Creek Church in 2008. Um, our wonderful neighbors, Herreras, Hector and Sandra Herrera, they invited us to the church and um, loved on us and demonstrated what it means to have people who care about you, but be real. The members of the Cypress Creek Church and the community groups that we've been involved have walked alongside us, um, whatever season of life. And I remember thinking many times, wow. Man, what a great group to fall into. And the people in that group, we're still dear friends with them. True friendship. These are things that last forever. Thankfully, God has put those people in my life and has led me in the right direction to be able to serve where I need to be. People that I didn't think would love on me, they loved on me, they spoke truth. There's just something about us, the small group, 
situation that, that helped me. What strengthened me attending Cypress Creek Church is it made me a better mother and a better wife. As a family, we can attend uh, together and we can worship God. The impact I see now is our kids saw the value in that and now they're taking their families to church. For me, it's been life-giving. It's just been life-changing. CCC just breathed life. Somebody invited me to come to Cypress Creek Church, which would change everything. Happy 30th birthday, Cypress Creek Church. Happy birthday, Cypress Creek. Happy birthday.